Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Elveson with the Digital Education Podcast. And if you've been listening over the last couple of weeks, we've been having a fun conversation uh, about leadership lessons from Ted Lasso. And we love the show. I've got some friends that love the show. And we've been pulling at some of these threads as we get ready for the second season of Ted Lasso. And so today I'm with a great friend, somebody I've known for now 16 years. Uh, we started working together in, in schools and education a long time ago in Boston and uh, Susan Yem. Susan, I'm just gonna throw it to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, uh, let you jump in because one of the lessons that I think you kind of pulled out from this that you shared with me that I wanna hear more about is, is learning from, from losing. So, so tell me more. Tell me what you saw, what you're thinking, and, and you know, what's got you wondering and, and, and having fun about kind of even that conversation about losing from that show. Well, I have to tell you that thanks to you, I've become obsessed. I didn't really know much about this show before, but, and I thought it was going to be just this kind of typical locker room style show, but it isn't. It's very sweet and very uplifting and so I binge watched over a weekend. And one of the things I appreciated was that um, Ted Lasso is not as interested in winning, but much more in building, uh, building his athletes. And I actually did a little research and pulled out a quote uh, that I liked a lot, which was for me, success is not about the wins and losses. It's about helping these young fellows be the best versions of themselves on and off the field. So I really, I like that. Um, for me personally, the whole idea about losing. So I've been writing about raising children for a long time and I have five of my own. None of them are great athletes, uh, but one is a decent, was a decent baseball player. And so when he was in Little League, he was on the championship team. He was an A division player, which none of my other kids ever made it to A division. And uh, it was a championship game and it was two outs. And it was like the last inning, the last batter for sure. They were going to win this game. This kid just had to hit the ball and get on base and it was over, but he didn't, he kept getting strikes. And then the other team got up and they ultimately, they won the game. And then the kids are um, Paul's team are walking off the field in tears and I had this realization that they were actually learning more from that experience than if they had won the game. And so I started to think about what does it mean to lose and what can you actually learn from losing? And I realized, you know, winning creates a memory, but losing creates opportunity. And you can develop resilience. It pushes the kid to find a better way or a different way of doing something. And you don't, lose, you don't win every game but you have a lot of experiences you have to, you have to learn from with losing. So can, I, can I ask a follow-up question on that? Because, you know, as you write about parenting and talk about it and, you know, have been a parent to five, um, there is a desire not to see um, your kids struggle, not to see them go through painful situations. And I know, you know, even as, a parent of adults, it's, you know, kind of different. And you, you know, so like encouragements or suggestions for people as we use that kind of Ted Lasso principle of we want to see them become the best versions of themselves. How do I take myself as a parent or even as an educator and, and step back and allow for 
in some ways the pain of losing the struggle of losing and then what comes on the other side so i'm i actually wanted to see my kids struggle only because i knew that they could learn something and they were actually figuring out what the realities of life are about my definition of parenting is taking a totally dependent being and making them independent and that comes with a lot of trials and tribulations and so being able to face up to, I mean, I remember, you know, their um, grandmother passed away when they were pretty young. And I remember when my grandmother passed away, we were shielded, you know, as children from that experience. But I wanted them to see that experience because I wanted them to understand not every day is perfect and not every day is happy. And you need to learn how to cope with the challenges that life brings you. So I think building resilience as kids in kids is one of the keys to making them healthy adults. So, you know, my, this podcast in a lot of ways is focused in on, you know, educators and school leaders and innovators and, you know, in that space. And, you know, as somebody who has worked so much of your life in, in the education space and in the school space, but then also as a parent and then now doing your current work you know, as, as advising and consulting organizations as they build, you know, build up what they do, what, what would be an encouragement that you might have um, for schools, school leaders, for educators, for some of these organizations that as we finish this pandemic, as it's been some ways I've seen really good for, for students, in other ways, very, very difficult. And I even feel kind of some of the positivities, but then also the difficulties myself is, what, what would be an encouragement that, that you would say, hey, you know what, if, if we keep this mindset of, of building, you know, and developing great people through struggle and through loss, um, what would be a couple encouragements or suggestions? So it's funny because I think school heads and definitely directors of admission love being able to say that their school has a winning sports team. Yeah. <laughs> And they love to have the banners up and they love to celebrate that um, because it is really attractive to prospective families. But then when that student comes in thinking they're going to be the star of the baseball team and they don't make varsity, uh, somebody has to pull them up. And so um, just enabling coaches and, and teachers and administrators just to be able to, to get to know who the students are and to, to pull out their strengths, even in failure and defeat is only going to encourage that student to become a better person. The idea of if, you, if you're failing a test or you get a C and you really thought you'd get a B or something, not just dismiss that, but figure out what, what can happen to make that grade better? What can happen to make that experience better? What can I, as a leader, a teacher, or a, a coach, build into you to, to strengthen you from this experience? So, so should a school? So, this is going. This is this is a, a complete right turn based on something you said. If you were still kind of doing admissions, marketing, you know, and, and some of the work that you did for schools, like, did, did you ever admit, like, we really stink at, but come have fun and come grow and come learn? Um, no, 
So in, uh, in the school that you and I were both at in Boston, they had a really phenomenal basketball program, particularly for a very young school. It was a brand new school. Um, they brought in international basketball players. They brought in kids from the street and it, just an overwhelming number of students with really poor grades were applying to the school because they were totally convinced that some uh, coach or some recruiter from a, D a division one school was gonna see them and give them an all, all ride college scholarship. And there were a lot of kids that we had to say no to, but for the kids that we said yes to, um, yeah, they got playing time and they did really well, but their teachers and the coaches took the time and energy to get to know who these kids really were. Um, I don't know that, you know, sports is always a big question for any, um, any prospective students who are coming into a school. And it's very hard to say, we don't have a great sports team, but we're gonna make you a great person. It just, one of my favorite stories from Boston was about a international basketball player who he was seven feet tall. And we had heard he was this great kid, obviously great basketball player. Um, he arrived on campus and could not speak a word of English. He was from Angola where they speak Portuguese and the woman who was in charge of cleaning the school was Portuguese. And she became a second mother for him. And it turned out that he actually had something wrong with his eyes. And the only place in the entire world that he could have the surgery to correct his vision was in Boston. And to me, I believe that's why he landed at that school. And even after he graduated, which I don't think he actually graduated, he kept in touch with, um, with the woman who had befriended him at the school, you know, who was picking up the trash and cleaning the classrooms. But she truly became a second mother. He would come to her house and have dinner. I mean, what does that speak into the character of who this boy was? So. Well, and it's interesting, even going back to, you know, maybe even making some connections and, and just kind of see what you're thinking here. But, you know, it's, it is learning from losing in the sense that you go through struggle and, and, and you persist through that because the big picture is more important than the short term. Right. You know, when we win, it's the, it's about the short term wins and then we move on, whereas the long term, like, you know, you talked about the memories versus the life. And in some ways is that we build who we are based on those setbacks and based on those struggles or based on those difficult times that we see ourselves through. And then the winning then means more. Um, I, you know, maybe last, last thing, like in that losing, right. And in those difficult times, because I know, I know you've gone through those yourself, right. Is, is, how do you remain joyful and hopeful, you know, in that, like going back to Ted Lasso, like, you know, in that spirit that he goes through and almost like it, it, it's almost that place where it's like, is this guy real or is this real? Um, but how do you remain hopeful and joyful so that it doesn't become destructive? So just what you've brought up here, it's making me think no kid no kid is going to be joyful in defeat. No kid is going to be happy to lose a game, but a coach can look at the team in defeat and a coach can, can pull out those moments of joy and a coach can pull out those teachable moments. 
um, that they'll actually figure out how to build value into their athlete or into a student. A kid's just not going to think that way. A kid's going to want to win. Um, and so it's really on the adults in the room to, to turn that around and give value to that. I mean, Susan, that's incredible. Thank you for being with me. And thank you for being my friend. And thank you for being excited about Ted Lasso with me. Oh, yeah, I'm totally obsessed. So. <laughs>